Welcome to All Fired Up. I'm Louise, your host, and this is the podcast where we talk all things anti-diet. Has diet culture got you in a fit of rage? Is the injustice of the beauty ideal getting your knickers in a twist? Does Fitspo make you want a Spitspo? Are you ready to hurl if you hear one more weight loss tip? Are you ready to be mad, loud, and proud? Well, you've come to the right place. Let's get all fired up. Welcome back again to All Fired Up and thank you for joining me and thank you everybody for all of your emails and messages and ideas and tips of exactly what we should be getting fired up by week to week. I'm finding it increasingly difficult to decide what to rant about because there's just so much bullshit out there and get a load of this week's topic. You're not going to believe it. So my guest this week is Sarah Barnett. She is not a health professional. She's from the US and she works in IT actually, but she has personal experience with an eating disorder. And she got in contact with me via email because she was absolutely fed up with this new trend that's sweeping the US. We've talked about intermittent fasting here on the podcast before, but you know what, that's not taking it far enough, right? In diet culture, now the latest thing is water fasting, like for days and even weeks on end in order to heal and cell regeneration and health all of this kind of bullshit that is really quite eating disordered when you think about it. And that's what's bugging my guest today because she really has personal experience of falling down the rabbit hole with an eating disorder. And one thing that's really gotten up her nose is seeing someone on Instagram, like someone who has a massive reach with young people who has a personal experience herself with an eating disorder, who's now checking in to a water fast treatment center. No shit. So this is just a fantastic conversation because we're talking about the ridiculous trend of water fasting. We're also talking about, you know, this very concerning topic of Instagram influencers who really may not be that recovered spreading this message of really orthorexia. So without further ado, I give you my wonderful rant with me and Sarah. So Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So what's firing you up? So I am fired up about the way certain Instagram influencers are taking very extreme eating disorder-like measures and doing it in the name of health Mm. and also how people who claim to be recovered from eating disorders are posting things on social media that are very indicative of eating disorder behaviors and no one seems to think it's a problem. (laughs) Oh, that is a rampant problem all over the social media. Uh, And so many people are not in full recovery and but it has become really quite obsessed with health. It's mm-hmm. definite. I'm so glad that you got in contact to talk about this topic because it really is a big one. But so what was it that you actually saw that really kind of got your goat? So a very popular wellness influencer on Instagram recently checked in for a two-week water fast at a fasting health clinic in California in the United States. And this particular influencer claims that she is recovered from an eating disorder and refers to herself and is seen by others as a success story about how you can overcome an eating disorder and take your life back. But really, she's just quite obsessed with pursuing health. She talks a lot about elimination diets for her 
gut and her food sensitivities, which I do all influencers just, is it random that all these people are allergic to gluten or do they all just think, I don't know. (laughs) Oh my God. It is so rampant, but we just have to pause there. Did you say she checked into a water fasting treatment center? Yes. Yes, she did. (laughs) I'm sorry. What the earth? I mean, really? A water fasting center. Yep. So it is in, I believe, Southern California, somewhere around Los Angeles. And essentially you pay, I think, maybe $250 a day to not eat and sit in a room. I guess it's because they have doctors watching you and in in case anything bad happens, what bad things could happen when you're, you know, not eating for weeks and they charge money for that. And I am speechless, like to charge money to actually starve people. I know. Yeah. And we, we talked about intermittent fasting on the podcast before, and I'm, you know, obviously have some opinions on that, but this isn't intermittent. This is like actually not eating for days and sometimes weeks on end. Like, yeah. like this is something that's good for health. And I mean, the way she described it, she's like, I'm here for two weeks of pure healing magic. And she's like, I'm just, she would post on Instagram, like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm so in my brain. Like I'm having all sorts of these creative breakthroughs. And I'm like, yeah, cause you're on a starvation induced, like high, mm. you know, mm. oftentimes. When people talk about fasting, they're like, yeah, I have so much mental clarity. Because when your body is starved, you run on adrenaline and it causes that mental clarity, but you're completely disconnected from your body. And that's a really big problem. And like, they make fasting sound so sexy, like it's healing magic. And Ah. it's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't seem that sick. We like... She's saying, yeah, I know it's extreme, but like, if you didn't have such extreme health conditions like me, like I probably wouldn't recommend it. I'm like, what extreme health conditions do you have? Mm. Yeah. And like, we know that not everybody, some autoimmune conditions and some, you know, other forms of illness are invisible to the eye. So you don't want to discredit anyone's experience, but I don't like, she was in Bali uh, (laughs) of like, or a couple of weeks before, like doing yoga on the beach. Like if you were really, really sick and couldn't leave your house, you wouldn't go on a plane to Bali and no. do yoga on the beach for three weeks. But yeah, Bali from the United States, is, it's quite a hike. Yeah. Oh God. So the apparent justification for going to the water fasting healing treatment ripoff center is that she's really sick. And the person that we're talking about is, it's Jordan Younger and she's known as quote unquote, the balanced blonde, previously known as the blonde vegan. And she did write like this blog on why she's going to this water fasting treatment center where it it seems like she's acknowledging that some people might have questions about why she's going. But like you said, she does sort of uh, defend it all on this idea of she's actually been terribly unwell. And she's talking about things like unbalanced hormones. I'm not quite sure what that means digestive upset and skin rashes, as well as a fibroid that she's utterly convinced will be cured by water fasting. And candida is also mentioned. 
So she said that she's, again, quote unquote, done the research and found that water fasting is the best treatment for all of these conditions. And that unless anyone else has, quote unquote, done the research, don't judge her. Yeah. (laughs) So first of all, what did she research? Did she look at scientific study, you know, academic papers about this? Like, did she, I don't know that there seems like a lot of issues with that. Yeah. So this person, she has said that when she was a vegan, she had, you know, became orthorexic and was very, very strict with it. And now that she's not, she's balanced and has overcome her eating disorder. Mm. And so I'm right in her target demographic. I'm a little younger than her. I'm like, I'm 23. I think she's in her mid twenties. So most of her followers are, you know, 18 to 30 or maybe younger. And a lot of people look at her and know her story and think that it's a story of recovery from an eating disorder. And now, I mean, in the stuff she was posting before, you know, sometimes about the ketogenic diet, no sugar week, oh God, elimination protocols, also like other, and some things like, you know, crystals and astrology and that stuff is all like kind of woo, but like, that's not really hurting anyone. But when she's not, you know, her and people like her are talking about this health stuff, that's bad enough. And that's already giving people disordered behaviors to emulate if they are in that state of mind where they could be impression, like impressed enough to do that. But now this, like she's literally starving for two weeks and referred to it as healing magic. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, it it actually is impossible to do the research on whether or not starvation cures fibroids, for example, because the research is not done because it's unethical. It's dangerous to starve people. In the 60s, they did starve some people and they died. So they stopped doing that. And that's, you know, just where it's at. There's a lot of really effective treatments for all kinds of the stuff that she's talking about. But my goodness, I think the research that she's referring to is blogs and opinions from people who are really quite alternative and not, it's not evidence-based stuff. Yeah, not not at all. And it's really frustrating Mm. because it's giving people, like she's basically teaching people how to have an eating disorder and make it sexy Mm. and glamorous and Oh, but it's so not. There's this horrendous, like when she's talking about her trip into the water fasting clinic, it was a really difficult read for me because as an eating disorder therapist, my heart was breaking for her. She's obviously starving. And I think in one section she mentions that her parents went and dropped her off there. And I was just, you know, because I guess I'm a bit older, I put myself in the parents' position of, my God, my daughter who's been so unwell and I'm dropping her off to a clinic where she's not going to eat for two weeks. I just, I couldn't have brought myself to, to leave her there. Absolutely. I'm, I'm just wondering how, you know, when people do these sorts of things, how do family and friends not kind of step in? I mean, obviously it's not their job, but I think it, it speaks to the fact that these really disordered behaviors are so well hidden behind the pursuit of health that mm. even the people closest to you don't pick up on it. No. One of the characteristics of an eating disorder is like a lack of insight, like the person does not think it's a problem. And so I really think that's where she is. I don't think she thinks it's a problem, but 
it has to be evident to the people in her life that this is a problem when she's doing such extreme and unnecessary things. I know. Mm. It's, it's really, really bothers me. So she's paying people lots and lots of money to not eat. She does a disturbing two-week starvation process. <laughs> <laughs> and then the day after, you know, she's sort of raving on about how everything's better. And then, of course, everything comes back the second that she starts to eat again. And she's now attributing that to some other kind of inflammation or other kind of problem that she yeah. has. So first of all, I cannot believe water fasting treatment centres are a thing. <laughs> Second of all, I can't believe that this person really thinks she's recovered from an eating disorder when it's absolutely evident all over the place that she's still very much in its grips. I know. I worry for her and I also worry for the people who are a part like who are her followers and are really struggling. So I'm going to talk a bit more about my own story now and why this kind of really grinds my gears, if Mm. you don't mind. Yeah, Um, absolutely. So I have dealt with eating disorder behaviors since I was 12 years old. And I had like a period between the ages like 12 and 14. And then I had a period of bulimia then. And then I had a period of anorexia, pretty bad restriction. Uh, the ages of around 20, 21. So, you know, I was kind of the image of the emaciated young eating disorder sufferer. And, you know, people were aware that it was a problem and everybody was trying to help me. And, you know, they were like, you have to eat, you have to eat. Like, that's the healthiest thing you can do. And so it was quite an apparent eating disorder. And I, you know, went into recovery and I am quite recovered now and feel great about it and I'm able to live my life and not really think about food, which is fantastic. But what a horrendous thing to go through twice already and you're only in your early twenties. Yeah. So I mean never again. So that's great. But wonderful. Did you think when people were telling you that look you should eat, you should eat, did you think anything was wrong? I mean there was a point where I did, Mm. but like it, towards the end, I knew it was really bad and I knew I needed help, but mm-hmm. like, I didn't take anyone's advice. I was like, yeah, but still like, no, I, I know better. Like I'll be fine. So I clearly didn't have insight, especially in the beginning when I had first started losing a bunch of weight, I was like, this is great. I'm healthy. I'm not eating bread. Like I just cut all the junk out of my diet. Like, look at me. And it was quite damaging. I'm sure to myself because it, just made everything worse and everything intensify. But you felt good and you felt like you were doing mm-hmm. like the quote unquote healthy thing healthy and being being good right food. Yeah. So there's and that that's really reflective of what the balanced blonde is doing. It's reinforced, yeah. I mean, and it only gets reinforced when people compliment you on it. So people are like, oh my God, you're so healthy. I wish I was you or Mm. Oh, how can I lose weight? Tell me what you did. And that just reinforces it. And for her, everyone is commenting saying like, oh, you're honoring your body. That's so wonderful. You're amazing. Good for you. Good luck on your journey. And so she's enabled. And so it's just to wonder, like, is anybody actually trying to step in? No. And it sounds like that even happened to you, that your eating disorder was actually reinforced and complimented. It was until I looked emaciated. Wow. It was complimented. Yeah. And, and so now the hard thing is that 
these influencers and the things they promote are giving people a way, basically it's a how-to guide, how to have an eating disorder and give it something to hide behind. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't think she's doing it on purpose. I think I she's think just so in it and so stuck in this way of thinking. And she probably I, genuinely is bothered by just not feeling well and sadly kind of unable to see that the reason she's probably not feeling well is just because she's so deficient in so many nutritional areas and needs. Exactly. Gosh, doesn't she need a great non-diet dietitian to come and just sort of truly <laughs> help her? I think everybody who's been in diet culture needs a non-diet dietitian. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what helped you? Like, how did you come from, because when you sent me the email, you said you're fiercely non-diet. So I saw a dietitian at my college, but she was kind of mean. So I didn't really keep seeing her. Actually, for me, I learned about the non-diet approach and philosophy through podcasts. So like Christy Harrison, Summer Mm -hmm. Inanen, Kate matters and just hearing the thing that helped me too was really understanding it as a political issue so understanding how dieting is kind of an act of oppression and how it's the diet industry really just kind of prospers off its failed product and that started getting me really mad and also like being exposed to the research that people may lose weight but they often re not even often, almost always, like 95% of people gain back weight or gain back all the weight that they lost. So seeing it as a huge scam really helped me. That's so wonderful because I think that's also what helped me. I think I got into it first from the research, like looking at the research and how ineffective weight loss dieting was and how damaging it was psychologically. But yeah, this idea that it is a scam, that you can see it working can really help you push back and start protecting yourself in a completely different way. And I think you really develop critical thinking skills, which seem to be almost completely absent with this balanced blonde lady. You know, actually, I think she is quite a critical thinker, but it's very defended against mainstream anything. Yes, that's Mm. something that a lot of people in the health and wellness space, it's quite damaging because they're often saying like, diets don't work, like just be healthy, Mm. but they're just restricting many different food groups, sometimes entire macronutrients. And it's like, it's so toxic, I think, because some people, Mm. you know, I'm not saying everyone in the health and wellness space makes all these decisions, but for example, SIBO, uh, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth is the root cause of a lot of like IBS and digestive issues. And a lot of people have it and there's an antibiotic for it. But apparently it can also be healed. I'm doing air quotes uh, (laughs) through elimination diets. Mm. And so, so many people post or talk about healing their SIBO with food because they don't want to take the antibiotic because that would be terrible because it's Western medicine and Western medicine is just, you know, has never worked for anybody who's ever been sick and everybody needs a functional medicine doctor. And because it's a giant conspiracy that they want to keep us all sick. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it might be along the same vein of people not uh, vaccinating their kids. Like, yeah. Yeah. Getting to that. I think, I think modern medicine is great. Like, yeah, we don't have to heal everything naturally. Thank goodness we have medication. Like, 
You know, I, I pretty much would have been dead quite a few times <laughs> had it not been for the intervention of like modern medicine with all of it. So I'd be dead or pregnant or something. <laughs> Everybody's really against birth control too, which is totally for another topic for another time. It's but like a giant, it's a giant, giant rabbit hole. This. I heard yeah. somebody the other day talk about how birth control is bad, but also condoms are toxic, so don't use those either. Wow. And check your basal temperature in the morning to see when you're ovulating. I'm like, excuse me? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> that sounds like it might get in the way of spontaneity just quietly. Yeah. Oh, wow. But yeah, it's huge. And I think it used to be, I think eating disorders have just changed very rapidly in what they look like. And it used to be, you know, the pursuit of thinness. And that's mm-hmm. actually how it really is just still defined in the DSM. But, you know, this orthorexia is the pursuit of health. And I really, I see much more orthorexia than traditional eating disorder because that's the prominent concern these days. It's health is the new moral obligation. Health is the new kind of almost religion and purpose for so many people. So, of course, you know, getting an obsession with that is what an eating disorder looks like now. But you know, how do you accuse someone who's all about health of being psychologically unhealthy, especially yes. when like the lack of insight into that condition is part of the condition? <laughs> exactly right. It's a very confusing and difficult thing to grasp right now. And you're totally right about thinking that health is the new religion almost because people are so sacred about their food. And I don't think your diet should be that precious. Yeah. I really don't. Even the whole food is medicine approach. Mm. I mean, there are certain things where like, for me, when I was recovering and needed to put on weight, like food was medicine and that I needed the calories. Like, mm. but other times when people say like food is medicine, it can heal everything. No, it can't. Like, it and really, it really can't. It really can't. You have to think about like health enables you to live your life. But if all you're doing with your health is pursuing health, what's the point? (laughs) Yeah, that's not healthy. (laughs) And I've got this, you know, this phrase, obsession isn't healthy. Not at all. And I think health obsession isn't healthy. And, you know, people are free to value health as much or as little as they want or need to, but it's the obsession, it's the inflexibility, it's the rigidity, it's the inability to kind of be flexible, I think, that that can give you a clue as to when things are getting out of control. Yeah. So yeah. this lady, you know, the balanced blonde, which is the most ironic name because I think she's anything yeah. but balanced, <laughs> I think she's defined recovery from orthorexia as she started eating meat. She made some tweaks to what she will put in her body like away from veganism. She equated that with her recovery. But what she doesn't get, like if she was here, I'd love to have a chat to her about how real recovery from orthorexia is this, is having a relaxed relationship with food. And I don't think she's even close on that. Exactly. There was, I just want to, something just popped into my head. When she was talking about going to the water fasting ripoff retreat, 
she was sort of saying, look, this might be triggering for you guys who might have eating disorders. So she is acknowledging that some of her followers, and let's not forget she has 200,000 followers. Oh, my God. But she's acknowledging that some of them might have eating disorders and her deciding to go and starve herself for two weeks might be triggering to them. But then she sort of says it's not about weight loss, it's about health. And then when she goes in and she's written this blog about what it was like for the two weeks, she does a whole paragraph on the weight loss that she that resulted during her starvation period. And there's a, a phrase that she says in there, something like how the weight loss felt right for her, like it needed to come off. So there was just a little clue in that, that this is pretty much about weight for her, like right down deep underneath. Yeah. That's quite disturbing. And so she wrote a post like last year saying like the difference between wellness blogging and being obsessed with health. And she posts like, oh, I used to be so orthorexic. Like here's my post about me doing a 10 day cleanse. Ah. (laughs) So I'm like, maybe this is some kind of back slide sort of thing. I don't quite know, but like. Yeah, it's. I do think it's a backside. I think you've nailed it in complete, and you see that in eating disorders, people all the time. Slightly, you know, they're partially recovered, and then they'll backslide. And you've got to, you can only pick up the backslide from some of the themes or ideas that are recurring for them in her blog. Why I'm transitioning away from veganism in 2014. There's this quote. She says. I felt like if I cleansed my body, like I had done successfully so many times in the past, these cravings, hunger pains, and disordered habits would go away. And that was in 2014. And now in 2018, what's she doing? She's going to a water fasting thing because (laughs) she's trying to get rid of pain again. So it's the same, same pattern, trying to reduce the amount of food she puts in her body and attempt to fix health or the eating disorder and it's just not going to work yeah and in the meantime damage is done to people like you right to people who Mm -hmm. are trying to recover from eating disorders it definitely took me longer than I would have liked to to kind of reach full recovery because I was so stuck in these messages I was seeing these messages from all sides as to how what I should do to be healthy and then people say the whole argument like these people sometimes get defensive and they're like, well, don't health shame me. Like I heard someone say, some people can't, they say that you can't recover from an eating disorder, eating clean and being paleo. And you totally can, like it's health shaming and it's not okay. And I'm like, you can't health shame people the same way you can't actually be sexist against men. Like, Like you can't, shame somebody for doing the clean because one that's what's lauded in our society that's what like people kind of really admire the healthy people and it's like oh as long as they're healthy it's anything fine health is Um, untouchable health is completely uh untouchable and that's a great way of defending your eating disorder exactly it's absolute mess and I think it's going to be really interesting to kind of see how young girls you know, people younger than myself even are being, and I mean, I think now, like I have like diet culture, health culture, healthism, bullshit goggles. Like I can see through, you know, when, once you see it, you can't unsee it. And so now like I have the insight to know when we're being scammed and Mm. to know when people aren't actually 
pursuing health than when it's really deeply about weight loss or looking a certain way or appearing a certain way on social media. So like, I can see that because I've done a lot of education and, you know, surrounded myself with influences that call out diet culture, but some people haven't. Like if you, some people haven't like hit rock bottom with it and I don't want anybody to hit rock bottom with an eating disorder. I don't, I want people to have good relaxed relationships with food, but some people, if they already are like kind of struggling in their body image and their relationship to food and they're being surrounded by these messages, it's a really, really big trigger for something to happen. I know. I know. And it's, it's socially not just acceptable, but desirable to do so. And that, that is really quite terrifying because the, you know, the eating disorder rate is going up and up and up and people are getting them earlier and earlier. I mean, even you, that's very young, you know, to be bulimic when you're sort of 12. I don't even know. Like, I don't even learn about that. I don't remember. (laughs) Gosh. Yeah. Right. So it's a huge concern about, you know, how our culture is going. And I think particularly with orthorexic thinking and this very kind of alternative place that she is in, is it any kind of challenge to that kind of way of thinking will be just absolutely dismissed on the basis of, oh, you know, you're just one of those medical professionals from, mm-hmm. you know, we don't listen to you. So it's very protected. Yeah. It's a mess. Mm. It's so hard because you can't, like, you don't want to tell people, like, no, health is, uh, don't be healthy. Like, Mm. it's so hard to make a coherent argument about, I mean, it's not. It's just thinking that food is just food and Mm. you have no food is good or bad, but you can eat a variety of foods and be totally fine. And there's more to life than just how your body presents. And, you know, while our society is fucked up and their views of fat people, like it's quite easy to make these statements, but it's so, there's so much backlash. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Any kind of pushback is quite dismissed. I remember there's a point that I wanted to make, or I think that you made to me before we started recording about this whole idea of water fasting and it being the answer to everything, just how utterly privileged that is. Yes, (laughs) because, I mean, you think about, first of all, the cost of this place is like a couple hundred dollars a night. So it could be, you know, a few thousand dollars. And first of all, you're just paying to starve. So that makes sense. And it's just the fact that there are some people who are food insecure or are actually starving in America and in Australia and in Africa and everywhere. People who don't have like constant access to food like we do in the United States and in other modern like societies, it's such a privilege. And now people are saying, oh, like for our health, we need to abstain completely from it. So are the people who are food insecure and don't, you know, have access to food on a regular basis, are they super healthy because they're going hungry? No, like... Oh, look, they've got glowing skin. Yeah. Yeah. They're spiritually aware. Yeah. So spiritually aware. That's outrageous to... When you think of it from that perspective of intense privilege and it's just such bullshit (laughs) really such bullshit yeah we have a saying here in Australia which is only in America (laughs) (laughs) when you sent me the email saying you know there's such a thing as 
a water fasting clinic. I was like, only in America. <laughs> and then I did I did some Googling to try and see if there's anything like that over here. And oh my God, I found that we do have. Uh, <laughs> we have a cleansing retreat in uh, Byron Bay, which is an area of Australia, which is pretty alternative. And this is a water fasting retreat center. And no shit. <laughs> they, I, don't, I can't even explain to you how shocking it is. So it costs $5,000 a week, basically. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but let me tell you what you get you get alkaline water, the finest detox supplements on earth. And personalized daily coffee enemas. Ew. <laughs> Again, I like, speechless. But the worst part of this for me was because in the American one, yes, the water fasting thing is irresponsible, ridiculous, but it is medically supervised. This one up in Byron Bay, as far as I can tell, is supervised by a naturopath. And so somebody without formal, you know medical school training exactly great yes and they they do cleanses like this apparently for up 10 days up to three weeks oh that's ridiculous well it's I mean people have died from doing water fasting absolutely it staggers me that this kind of thing can go on without literally being banned for irresponsible I I don't agree with water fasting it's unnecessary but if it's not illegal it must be medically supervised I mean as far as I know anything if you're going to do a diet I mean why would you but if you want to do a diet anything under a thousand calories a day needs to be medically supervised and Mm -hmm. the, the, the idea of just no food and let's not forget the coffee enema and a naturopath is oh not really sure, but apparently I just had to read out this quote because I've never read such a collection of buzzwords in one phrase. So this, oh is, this is what they say about it. Stimulating all the detox pathways in order to regain homeostasis within the delicate microcosmic temple of the human body. It's, yeah. That's not even like a grammatically sound collection of words. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, and clearly they're just doing that to get like a better AdWords placement on Google. There's no such thing as detox. Like there is in, you know, your liver detoxifies things from your body, but you can't actually detox from (laughs) alkaline water. Stimulating my detox pathways. It's stimulating my bullshit pathways. Definitely. (laughs) is definitely going up I just seriously hope this doesn't catch on here in Australia and I know like in America there's quite a few of these clinics around right Mm -hmm. fasting is so so popular I mean a lot of people are doing intermittent fasting which yeah is another thing but I mean at least they're eating food I guess but some people are like yeah every once in a while just when you just don't eat for like 48 72 hours like it's amazing I'm like why like I would be so miserable well the, the the guys in silicon valley are talking about quote unquote biohacking which is mm-hmm. not eating for periods of time because they believe it makes them more i don't know rich and successful so and they've got you know clubs and stuff where they go out and don't eat so mm-hmm. 
fun. <laughs> yeah, not not people I want to hang out with. No. Not, yeah, but there's a very strong belief that by, you know, depriving ourselves of food, it is, you know, a really positive thing and tremendously worrying from the perspective of like just where we're going with all of this kind of thinking and what we're going to end up with in terms of eating disorders all over the place. I know. I'm really scared, but hope there has to be like a saturation point. And I think, you know, in recent months and there've been a few like significant moments in culture where yeah. the anti-diet message has gotten out there. So yeah. I'm hopeful, but you know, I don't think that it's catching on as fast as it should. No, because well, I guess with um, what we've been talking about today, there's this whole added element of, well, it's not about weight loss. It's actually about health gain. So mm-hmm. possibly the way to burrow into this is to dispute the whole health gain idea of restriction, which will probably take us right back in that circle of not being believed because mainstream medicine. But who knows? Who knows what happens when the whole world gets hangry? You know, <laughs> I don't want to be there. I want to be there. <laughs> Donald Trump is president, guys. We need to stay alert. We do. Okay? We do. <laughs> Earlier, you were telling me about how during your recovery, you were working in a certain place that yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was working in, I was doing an internship in the corporate office of Hershey's Chocolate, which <laughs> was a wonderful place. Most people there had pretty good relationships with food. And there was also candy in every room, like every conference room, like there were full-size bars at the front desk. And that's actually very helpful for my recovery because people found a lot of joy in in food and, you know, the food that they were selling and marketing every day. So mm. yeah, that was really cool. So we need more places like that, not the yeah. Silicon Valley biohacking bulletproof <laughs> coffee shit. <laughs> coffee enemas oh it's just so gross but yes I think that's what we need in order for recovery with all of this orthorexic thinking all this you know delicate stomachs and upset stomachs the answer is not more restriction mm-hmm. the answer is relaxation and adding and including and getting back to all foods like you said all foods are okay and belong I wish wish that was so easy to tell people but I guess it's not yeah but we just you know we just gotta keep uh, going yeah we've got to keep going with our stuff and like to be honest like me going into that balanced blondes website and looking through everything like it was really really hard to do and that was just from one of those websites so being exposed to that all the time, like being, because, you know, I guess I'm in a non-diet bubble, so I, I'm always surrounded you know. <laughs> by the great stuff with body positivity and intuitive eating and joyful movement. And like immersing in that stuff makes me feel so good. Just that one immersion last night made me feel so, so down and so dreadful. No. And I wonder, and just the anxiety, I wonder the anxiety that people feel if they do think something's wrong with my belly or something's wrong, you know, with my hormones and, and they're surrounding themselves with all of this, it's so angsty and so fear-ridden and so deprivation-driven. that It's a world of fear as opposed to a world of joy. And it's also quite common for people who are in this health space to come out about concerns about anxiety and depression 
but I think they're just making it worse. <laughs> well, yeah, you see it spiral up and up and up. And I see clients like this all the time. And mm, I was there. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And gosh, it is, I mean, I think it's immensely sad that this is how it is right now, but recovery is possible as, as you've shown us. And yeah. <laughs> the, it's so good to work with people when they start letting this go and start relearning, oh gosh, I really can eat food without, you know, getting a huge response or getting hugely anxious. I really can just relax and get to know life again and not be all hung up on health a whole new world opens up of really meaningful stuff it really does so last night last night I drank way too much woke up with a hangover had to catch a train went to this place with my friend and just got like a giant soft pretzel this morning at like noon for breakfast so that's recovery (laughs) (laughs) that's recovery (laughs) yeah it's just going with it and enjoying life and, that, and, and not always so being hung up on stuff. Like, you can't do that. You can't travel. Like, I mean, you maybe you can go to Bali and do your yoga like she did. That's, I guess you can travel, but like there's very little room for spontaneity and new experiences when you're in that sort of place. And it's, it's just kind of sad. I don't want like many generations of girls after me to be no. doing that. Yeah. Yeah, we deserve a lot better. Like we deserve a lot more than just the focus on health. Yes, health is lovely, but it doesn't need to dominate any kind of life. No. Oh, thank you so much for a wonderful conversation. I'm so glad you got in contact. Yeah, I'm so glad this was such a great conversation and I love your podcast. So this was totally like a dream. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Take care. You as well. Oh, thank you so much, Sarah, for getting in contact and coming on the show. Your voice is so incredibly important and you articulated so beautifully and thoughtfully just what needs to be talked about with this topic. And you know what? People like Sarah are the ones who really should have 200,000 followers rather than unbalanced blondes spreading the orthorexia message. So, wow. I'm just, I'm blown away and I'm full of hope that, I mean, for me, that's what recovery looks like from orthorexia is that relationship with food that is nice and relaxed and that real kind of deep thinking that Sarah's doing around all of this stuff. Unfortunately, we don't see enough of people like her. It's always those people with the smallest voices and the least reach that have the most important things to say. So thank you again, Sarah, for coming on and all the best with your future. And of course, if you have ideas or experience or just opinions, please get in contact with me because you really don't have to be a health professional to come and chat and rant on All Fired Up. Send me an email to louise at untrapped.com.au and tell me what's pissing you off and we'll see what we can do about it. And if you're enjoying All Fired Up, please help us get the message out there by hopping along to Apple Podcasts and rate and review All Fired Up. Strongly encouraging a five-star review, but of course, you know, tell the truth. Tell us what you think. And so far, the feedback has been so wonderful and lovely, and it really is inspiring me to keep on going, keep on getting these shows out. And don't forget, of course, to subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes as they pop down for you. Okay, so I think that's getting close to it for another week. 
and I will be back in two weeks with some fresh diet culture bullshit for you. But if uh, you miss me in between, you can get a lot of information at untrapped.com.au. There's the ebook, which is written by me and Fiona Willer, called Everything You've Been Told About Weight Loss is Bullshit, which is a free resource. It's available for you to download. It'll just pop up when you go to the website and you can get a hold of a copy. It's really good just for a personal read because we bust all of the sort of top 10 obesity and weight loss myths from that non-diet perspective. It's also really useful to give to health professionals or GPs or parents or friends or people who want to learn more about the non-diet approach. And as I said, it's completely free. Also on the website, untrapped.com.au, is my blog, which I'm doing weekly and I'm ranting about various different things and talking about different issues similar to what we do in Untrapped, but uh, it's just me ranting by myself. And if you want to sign up, we can do the blog straight to your inbox every week. So you can have like a little taste of pushback every single week. And of course, if you're struggling in your relationship with food or anything that is going on with your body or just sort of struggling with living in diet culture and trying to stay, you know, relatively balanced, then join our program because that's what it's been created for. It's to help you heal from the toxic diet culture. You know, it really is a cleanse if you want to look at it that way. But there's absolutely no water fasting involved. Instead, it's about laying down all of the diet rules and getting back in contact with your incredible body signals and your intuition and to develop a really embodied relationship with yourself. And we have just the most phenomenal online community of people who are doing Untrapped and the health professionals who are involved with Untrapped. And it's just such a great resource. So if you are struggling, you're not alone. Come along, join us and change your life. Okay, we're all done. And I really look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. In the meantime, trust no one. Think critically. Push back against diet culture. Untrap from the crap. 